Hi, I'm Ali, and this is What Would Sappho Say, the podcast where I read as many sapphic novels as I can, and I share my reviews with you, so that you can spend your time and your money on literature you'll actually enjoy. Hi everyone, I'm Ali. My pronouns are she, her, and I identify as gay. Our book for today is I Kissed Alice by Anna Birch, and I'm going to be on my own today. (laughs) This is the first time I have no guests, (laughs) so I'm just going to act like I'm talking to people. (laughs) <laughs> so as I said our, our book for today is I Kissed Alice um, our two main characters are Ileana and Rhodes who are students in the Alabama Conservatory of Arts so they're both art students and they are it's uh, an enemies to lovers book and these two characters are competing against each other for a capstone scholarship which is a, a prestigious art scholarship but they're competing against each other they have a mutual friend called Sarah but Ileana and Rhodes don't like each other very much they just put up with each other for Sarah's sake Rhodes comes from a background of she has a lot of money her parents have a lot of money should I say she has won the scholarship several years in a row obviously because she's very talented but it seems that her mother also has quite a big say in in the things that she gets from the school because she gives them a lot of money as you see throughout the story she's her mother's sort of a bully but Rhodes is on the side of a rich student who hasn't really had to struggle much in terms of school and and finances and um, stability in that sense Ileana not so much so she got into the school with scholarships that are handed out in sophomore year or grants that are given to students who can't necessarily afford it Um, she also works a job when she's not in school in a diner so she has to kind of make her own way um around in in terms of money and stuff whereas Rhodes not so much but the the main plot of this story is in real life, these two characters despise each other, but have to spend time with each other because they have a mutual best friend. However, what they don't realise is they both write a fan fiction online that is based on Alice in Wonderland. But they're actually writing this fanfic together, but they're under their their uh, tag name, so they don't know it's each other. So Ileana's name on the fan fiction website is Curious in Cheshire, and Rhodes is I Kissed Alice. So they don't actually have any idea what their real names are. They just go by Cheshire and Alice when they speak to each other online. So they have no idea that they're actually enemies in real life. They don't know who they are. But it just so happens that they have Cheshire and Alice have very strong romantic feelings for each other and it seems as though they're not necessarily in a relationship but they are both very aware of how they feel for each other but in real life they don't realize they hate each other um so the whole book is based around whether or not these two are going to figure out who they are in real life um, and if that will affect their pursuit of the capstone award and also if it's going to implode their entire relationship with their friend Sarah if if they're going to get past it and fall in love or or, so that's our basis for the story from the get-go I found the story quite confusing in a sense of how it was written there's a lot of like from chapter one there's a lot of so it's written in from two perspectives one chapter is Ileana one chapter is Rhodes So you get both perspectives when you're reading it. And the first chapter is in Ileana's perspective. And the first page is her talking about how much she despises Rhodes as a human being. And how much she hates her presence. But they are going out for their friend Sarah's birthday and so they both have to be in the same place (laughs) and so the opening chapter is Ileana seeing Rhodes and 
talking about how much she doesn't like her and how disorganized Rhodes is and how she doesn't seem to care about anything or her space or whatever because she hasn't had to work for it. It's not sacred to her because she gets handed. It gets handed to her all the time whenever she needs something or wants something. But they're supposed to be going out uh, I believe they're supposed to be going out for dinner and this is where it gets confusing for me because within the next couple of pages they are doing something that Sarah has requested for her birthday that seems to be like they're graffiti in a wall but it's very hard to tell what it actually is that they're doing or where this plan came from because it wasn't we weren't told what we were told was we're going to go for dinner and then the next page you see they're climbing a, a hill or a fence or something beside a, a football field and they're graffiti in a wall it seems but not with your traditional paints and stuff it seems that there's stuff in it listen I'm an art student I did I did uh, go to art college or university and I this was out of my realm of information but what what is confusing about it and you you see it throughout the rest of the book is there's a lot of description of surroundings but a lack of description on what it is that's actually happening and also what the characters are thinking or feeling and in amongst that then there's random dialogue that seems sort of out of place at times or it's hard to follow because you're so caught up in being confused on trying to connect the dots of what is what it is that's actually happening you lose the ability to keep track of the story properly so for what it, it has in description of surroundings it lacks in description of thoughts feelings and, and dialogue and so it gets sort of sticky at times you have to try and you have to really really pay attention to try and figure out what it is that's going on um, and sometimes you don't figure it out at all and you just roll with it and say okay we'll just take that as it is and let's move on to the next chapter our first moment where we see so in the book you get snippets of online messaging between Cheshire and Alice or Ileana and Rhodes but from the very first piece that we see there's there's a lack of softness a lack of gentleness that you would assume would be happening between two people who are supposed to be in love with each other or have very strong feelings for each other it kind of just seems surface level conversation you don't really see much which you know is fine for the first when you're being introduced to them speaking to each other online but that continues as the book progresses is that you don't really see their feelings transpire or transcribe through their conversations you don't see it the conversations are very surface level and or there's a lot of tension in them it seems that they clash heads quite a bit which for for two people who are supposed to be 17 18 I believe is not unusual and especially when they come from two completely different scenarios or situations in life even as Cheshire and Alice they just seem to butt heads more often there's you can't really get into them you can't really invest in them as a love story because you don't see them being in love you don't see them showing each other gentleness or being romantic with each other or being sort of mushy with each other which we all love to see you don't see any of that so it's really hard to get invested in them as a couple or really want them to meet each other especially since in any of the dialogue between Ileana and Rhodes they they hate each other so you're sort of not wanting them there's there's no investment in them actually finding out that it's each other and and you know getting together because we don't feel any of that because you can't really see it it's not in the dialogue when they're in their online conversations there's a lot of tension a lot of ranting at each other a lot of talking at each other rather than talking to each other the story tends to get very dragged out in places where we get a really random three-page essay on why Rhodes doesn't like Ileana or why Ileana doesn't like Rhodes and that's consistent I feel like we got the message within the first two chapters that they don't like each other and obviously when you read the, the back of the book when you when you read the blurb you are 
already know that they don't like each other. So it feels as though the author is very insistent on trying to drive it home that it's a enemies to lovers sort of situation. In my opinion, at least it being the message being given to us every couple of chapters in random three page long rants about why they hate each other seems slightly unnecessary um like we get it you don't like each other let's just let the story progress and when i looked up some of the reviews online um because i like to get a feel of what other people are thinking and um, because sometimes i might be reading i'm reading the book from a, a particular perspective and i like to get other people's perspectives on it and a lot of what pe- a lot of what i saw um, in reviews online was was very much the same that you couldn't really see them being in love the sense that it was an enemies to lover sort of situation gets lost in translation because the author spends so much time describing how much they don't like each other and very little time showing the the care between the two when they're online in the online chat situations you don't get to see that and so it gets lost in the lovers enemies to lover situation you kind of just feel like they're just always enemies especially since their online chats seem to be very tense as well so it's lacking in there and these long rants about why they don't like each other or random scenarios where one of them is doing something but you don't really know what it is and it's not relevant to the story necessarily and you get so lost then in what where it is that it's going you're not sure if what you're reading is relevant to the plot it feels like it isn't but you always give the the author the benefit of the doubt because you don't you don't know so it may but as as i found it it, it doesn't happen you you don't the majority of the, the the pieces that you read where you're like what is what is the point in this information there isn't really a point and i think the first chapter sets us up where they say they're going for dinner and then all of a sudden that dinner within the story just disappears you don't know where it's gone why it's gone we're just left with a different situation uh where there's the graffiti in a wall and we don't know how we got there or why we got there whose idea that was they were supposed to be gone for dinner but they're not at dinner and dinner's not mentioned so it, it chapter one sets the scene of the way the story is written it's sort of confusing lackluster in places the whole theme of the story gets lost in in translation as you're reading it especially since you spend so much time being confused like it's very hard to to really get involved in the story and feel any sort of intimacy that comes in there i expected it because it's an enemies to lover situation you expect a bit of humor unfortunately though the only moments where there's any humor interjected is when they're being mean to each other which i come from a background of somebody who was bullied for a long time so I don't necessarily find those things funny. Um, somebody else might, which is fine. But um, for me, those things aren't necessarily when you're being. You can slag each other off and have some banter and you know things like that. I do that with my friends. That's fine. And we know the boundaries of things not to say and what's okay to say and how long it can go on for, which is fine. Boundaries are great in that sense. But these two people are actually being mean um to each other. They're not being very nice. Uh, so I don't. It's supposed to come across as humor. I. At least from what I believe in, in the way that these things are written but it's just I just don't find it humorous because it just seems sort of mean because you know that they don't like each other so it, it it seems unnecessary which is unfortunate because when I when I first read what it was about I was expecting a bit of humor I was expecting this like desire on one side and hatred on the other but and funny moments in the middle where they kind of you feel like they might figure it out but they don't and but it, it just that just got lost on me because I was so busy trying to figure out what was what <laughs> It's the same in terms of how our the story develops in the same way our characters develop. You don't they don't really there isn't a lot of growth. The the story progresses and our characters progress in a sense of life 
timeline. They are aiming for this Capstone Award. So you do see the progression of their art pieces, how they become involved in each other's lives because of the, the award and stuff. But that is where that development begins and ends. It doesn't really necessarily happen. Our characters don't grow from the things that happen in the story. They don't learn from the mistakes that they've made with each other. At least not that we can see. I think in in parts the author tried to, to show that they were learning from it. There is a moment where coming up to the to the moment where their their art pieces are being reviewed for the Capstone Award. Ileana's piece, um, which I believe is a set of tarot cards that depict different Alice in Wonderland um, imagery. The original Alice in Wonderland, I believe, because I know that the Disney version is not where the story came from. But her piece gets ruined. And uh, uh, Rhodes, should I say it, not Alice, <laughs> comes to help her, to help Ileana figure that out because the Capstone Award is, I believe, the next day or something. She comes into the school and helps Ileana figure it out and um, Ileana gets something sprayed in her face. So somebody, her art piece is in her her locker. She opens it up and somebody has left something in there to explode as she opens it and ruin her piece and it gets in her eye and Rhodes comes and helps her. She cleans out, she helps her clean out her eye. She helps her figure out what she's going to do or her art piece and they have an actual dialogue. They have an actual genuine conversation and that's the first moment, which is very much towards the end of the, the, the story where we get to see the two have a genuine moment it's the only gentle moment we really have in in the whole story you would you would imagine that in a story like this there'd be moments even though they hate each other there'd be moments in real life where there's little snippets of a sense of I don't know connection a sense of commonality in in certain areas you'd think that generally when we read enemies to lovers there's moments in their enemies moment where you see that there might be something um but we don't we just see that they hate each other and then all of a sudden they have this nice moment um and the only reason they have this nice moment is because their best friend sarah turns out to be sort of the villain of the story she's been playing the two sort of off each other for a long time and is the reason she keeps them around is because they fight for her attention because they don't like each other they spend a lot of time trying to one-up each other in their friendship with Sarah and Sarah seems to be sort of narcissistic or attention seeking and so she likes the fact that they fight over her and that's why she has kept them around so you find out that she's sort of the villain and because of that Rhodes and Ileana sort of find a common ground in that sense so it isn't just this the, the common ground isn't because they learn to be around each other or they learn that they might have something in common or they might actually like each other it's just because Sarah seems to be a complete bitch <laughs> um, and sort of <laughs> brings them together in in that sense but not because they feel like there might be something there between each other but we don't see them learn anything we don't see them change much the only thing that really changes within the story is the fact that they stop being mean to each other they stop saying mean things and they stop pranking each other and just that sort of toxicity disappears but it continues between Ileana and Rhodes and Sarah and another character that comes in t- 
to it who becomes Sarah's new mission I guess for attention so they're still mean to each other between the two pairs that toxicity still exists it just doesn't exist between Ileana and Rhodes anymore and then coming up to the meeting Alice and Cheshire are also art students who are competing for this capstone award and they talk about it often the capstone award is an award for students from a bunch of different schools and they get judged on an art piece and they have to go to the I believe it's Texas I might have to check that I could be wrong correct me if I'm wrong but my memory is shocking when it comes to this book in terms of detail (laughs) because it is so you're so consumed by confusion but they both have to go to this Alice and Cheshire both know that they're competing for this capstone award and they're gonna have to be in the same place at the same weekend for the judgment phase and so they have a conversation about meeting up while they're there and they say oh well it seems like the best opportunity for us to do that and Alice says something along the lines of like I don't want this to I would I don't want our competition to com- get confused or like twisted up in our feelings for each other and when I read that line I was sort of taken aback because I was like as far as I can see you guys don't really get along very well there's a lot of like tension a lot of fighting kind of a little bit of bickering between the two of you so maybe just don't meet up <laughs> I was sort of waiting on somebody else um to come in and fall in love with one of them and and that be it because it just seemed like they were not paired really well together even um in their online personalities they tell us that they're in love and that Alice is really nice and gentle and Ileana is um mushy and romantic but we don't get to see that so you're sort of left thinking that they maybe shouldn't be together in real life and in their online personalities (laughs) Um, but then they end up having a a bicker or a, um some tension about meeting up because one isn't as enthusiastic as the other and that's not nice and it doesn't feel good and it's just a, it's a lot of tension between the two. But eventually they decide that they are going to meet up while they're there and Ileana and Rhodes show up at the same place together at the same time and Alice has told Cheshire, Cheshire being Ileana, that she is going to be in a very particular outfit it's like a blue jacket with a bow on her head and a a very very specific outfit Ileana arrives or Cheshire arrives sees Rhodes but doesn't clock the outfit that she has on and this is what I mean when I say it feels like it was dragged out a little in in places because you would think that that was the moment where Ileana goes holy shit it's Rhodes but she especially Particularly because she's in this exact space at the exact same time in the exact outfit that Alice has told her she's going to be in. And Ileana doesn't clock it. And she has brought Sarah with her for some reason. She doesn't recognise it. And and this is why I think it's dragged out. It's almost as if the author got to the climax and realised there was more to be said. And so dragged it out further from that point. Unnecessarily. Because if somebody told me they were going to be wearing a specific outfit, that would be how I figured out where they were in the crowd. But she just doesn't notice. And I I feel like that was just in order to drag the story out a little bit further than it had already been. But in in a very odd way, because that's probably not the moment that you should choose to drag, drag it out. The moment would be when they realise that it's each other, the tension that comes from that would drag the story out. Not 
the fact that she doesn't notice. And so Alice does also does, or Rhodes also doesn't notice that Ileana is Cheshire. They don't notice. So then there's a couple of chapters where you're waiting for them to actually tell each other. And for some reason, Ileana gets involved in conversations with Alice's brother about it. The brother and Sarah are both aware that these two people are the online people that they've been speaking to. But nobody says anything. And it just gets dragged out for no reason. And then obviously there's more tension when they do realise it's each other. And you would think that within those things, these two characters would grow and, and learn a lot. But they stay the exact same. Now I understand they're supposed to be teenagers. But that doesn't mean that they're incapable of recognising these things. And learning from them. And you you just don't see that. They don't change. The only character that seems to have any sort of real story. Or something that she actually learns from is Rhodes. Rhodes's mother, as I said at the beginning, becomes sort of, you realise it's sort of a bully, she's an alcoholic. She pulls a lot of strings for Rhodes and Rhodes doesn't necessarily want the Capstone Award this year, but her mother has sort of forced her, her into it. And you get a lot, you learn a lot about Rhodes through the book, through her relationship with her mother and her relationship with her brother. You get a lot of sustenance there for her character and you know, at a certain point she tells her mother, fuck off, I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to do this award I want to do I want to pursue my own dreams I want to do comics I want to draw for comics I want to do fan fiction I want to write stories I want to draw the the imagery for those stories those are the things I want to do I don't want to do this capstone award just because it makes you look great and she grows in that moment but that's the only time that happens and it's she's the only character that grows and not because of the situation with Ileana but just because of her situation with her mother which I'm sure a lot of people can can probably relate to that's the only development we get it it, it sort of seems as though if it, if the book had just been written, written from Rhodes perspective it probably would have had more to it the story would have developed properly the characters might have developed a little better but it, it feels as though because it was written from two perspectives, Ileana's perspective sort of is left wanting. Um, but we get a bit from Rhodes. So it seems like there was a... It transpires as though there was a bit more attention to detail when it came to Rhodes' story or a bit more connection with Rhodes' story than Ileana's. But if that's the case, then I feel like maybe just write it from the one perspective. But that's... that's The development is very lacklustre. And the moment when they meet each other, the writing didn't give us the the tension and the the moment of oh my god very well it it sort of fell a little flat for me it didn't feel it didn't feel the way you wanted to feel um I sort of there's just not that angst that you would expect to get from it and as I've said before in other episodes it's the angst that we love and and we we don't really get that just it falls very flat and you're kind of left wondering why these two didn't recognize that it was each other because I think it was very clear um but nobody picked up on it I thought that was very strange obviously they tell each other eventually but by the time that we figured that out I was left sort of like thank god like at least we got here I wasn't delighted that these two knew and I wanted them to be together and love each other. I just was sort of left like, oh, we finally, it's sort of like when you're on a car journey and you're going on a long car trip and you're like, yes. And then eventually halfway through, you're like, oh, dare you? Like, when are we getting there? Is it happening yet? That's sort of the way it felt when, when they did finally realise that it was each other. And it just left me wanting something else. It left me wanting some drama somewhere or some big happening because I just, it, it, it felt 
fell so flat that I felt nothing for these two characters. It lacked the lust and the angst and the love and tension that you would expect from an enemies to lovers sort of situation. And so I wasn't I wasn't left with a feeling of I was sort of left thinking that they probably shouldn't be together and they're probably not the best parent in the whole world. And again, they I don't feel like they learned anything from it. So it just fell very flat for me. In, in general, it didn't feel like it was a story that I wanted to get invested in or that I want to see on TV or, or something like that. And especially coming off the back of reading some of the other books that I read that I really enjoyed. This one had so much potential, I felt. But I feel like that potential would have been reached had it have come from, had it been written one perspective, um, which in my opinion, would have been Rhodes. And also, if there was a little less surrounding descriptions, and a bit more dialogue and thoughts and feelings. It probably would have given us more sustenance and something more to, to hold on to. But there wasn't a lot there. And so it just felt felt very lackluster for me. I enjoyed it in a sense of it's two girls. They're young. They understand their, their sexuality. They know who they, the the relationships they want to be in, in a sense of, of gender and things. And I do like fan fiction from time to time so I did like that element and the comic drawings in the book when you see there you get to see snippets of of the fan fiction that they're writing and it's actually pretty good the the imagery is brilliant the dialogue in in that comic is really good so I really enjoyed those little bits but that was sort of where that began and ended <laughs> but it was a it's a very gentle story the, it, there's not a lot of you don't have to put a lot of effort into wondering what's going to happen because you know it's it's very transparent in that sense um it just the writing the way it's written sort of lets it let it down but there is potential there there was a lot of potential there and as i said the comic in it was was pretty good <laughs> which doesn't say a lot about the actual book <laughs> but the comic is great <laughs> I couldn't necessarily relate to it in a sense. I'm sure there's things that throughout the story people will relate to, um, whether it's Rhodes's relationship with her mother or her brother. Some people may actually relate to the brother. He has quite an interesting story in there. But the only thing that I found I could really latch onto was the fact that they were art students and I understood the pressure of meeting the expectations of an art school because it is pretty intense. I will give them that. It, it's The intensity is very high. The expectations are high. So I understand that and I get that but that is that's sort of where it begins and ends I mean they like kissing girls I also like kissing girls so there's that but in the same with the with the last book that we did I think there's something especially for younger queer people to relate to but for me there wasn't a whole lot so the the I, I couldn't grasp I couldn't get my my teeth into this story I couldn't really hook onto it in any sense apart from the fact that I understand what it's like to like women and I understand what it's like to be in art college <laughs> But that's, that's it. But it does have, there is something there that could have been, but shoulda, coulda, woulda. I'm going to do my ratings by myself. <laughs> For the plot, I gave it a three out of five because I felt, as I said, there was a lot of potential there. And it did do what it said it was going to do. So, you know, you have to credit where credit's due. It just didn't, the writing didn't do it much, much justice. For story development... I gave it a two because the story developed timeline wise, but that was sort of it. For character development, I gave it a one because uh, like we discussed in the last episode, there's two elements to, to character development, but neither of those I felt were hit here. The only point that there was development in any sense or any growth was with Rhodes. She became somewhat three-dimensional because you get more with her mother and obviously she learned... Um, 
a valuable life lesson from her mother. But if that wasn't there, it probably wouldn't even get a one. For her stereotypes, I gave it a one because although it's a little bit tropey at times with the character's appearance and stuff, there isn't necessarily very strong queer stereotypes. At no point was I like, ooh, like I think that's how straight people see us. Like there was there was none of that. So I gave it a one because it can it was a little tropey at points. Or a little cliche, but not necessarily necessarily stereotypical. And for relatability, I also gave it a one. And the reason I gave it one is because I'm sure there's something that people can relate to in this book. Obviously, I'm coming at it from a particular perspective. And there wasn't anything of real importance for me in terms of how I related to it. But I'm sure there is stuff... As I said, like with Rhodes and her mother, there is stuff in there that people can relate to and I'm sure they do and will if and when they read this book or if they have. So I can't say there's nothing to relate to because, you know, we all read it from a particular perspective and everybody's is different. But those ratings overall give me a 1.6 out of 5 when you add it all together and divide by 5, it's a 1.6. So it's still pretty low. We've had three episodes now and only one of them has had only one of those books has has a particularly high rating which I guess is going to happen especially when you're reading as many books as I am currently and it's very hard obviously because I'm reading it from one perspective there's a certain type of book that I really enjoy and a certain type of book that really gets me by the gut and when you read as many books as I am currently you know those those stories are tend to be few and far between but I do I do know that one of my friends I think she will really enjoy this book so you know her her ratings might have been slightly different um and I'm sure if she reads it they will be I I might get her perspective and let you guys know because I feel like her ratings are going to be pretty high on it because it's the type of story that I think she would like I just like a bit more depth and a bit more sustenance to my characters and to the to the love story and which obviously uh, we didn't really get. My next book is going to be The Fallen in Love Montage, uh, which I'm pretty excited about because it is by, it is set in Ireland. uh, um, So I'm really excited about that. Um, I am going to have Rain with me, who did something to talk about in the last episode. She did, she did that story with us. So I'm going to have her with me for, for I am, for the Fallen in Love montage and it's by Kara Smith. So if you have read the Fallen in Love montage, let me know on Twitter. You can also, Spotify has given me the option to add questions to the podcast episode. So if you read, if you scroll down or you click more on the description, you'll see that there's a question there and you can actually send me, if you have read these books, you can send me your, your ratings for each of the topics that we give ratings for at the end and get involved that way. But if you have uh, read the Fallen in Love montage, let me know let me know how you if you enjoyed it or not what you thought about it tell us on twitter you can use the hashtag wwss on twitter and tag us in it and let us know because i'd really like to have some people other people's perspectives within the episode other than just mine and and reen's or or lena's or whoever else we have on in in the next in the next couple of weeks um so let me know uh, yeah this was really weird doing it by myself but <laughs> we'll get used to it <laughs> You've been listening to What Would Sappho Say? Follow us on Twitter at WWSappoSay and use the hashtag WWSS to join in the conversation. Thank you for your support and remember, when buying your next queer novel, ask yourself, What Would Sappho Say?